Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. So good. Okay, before we start, I just need to have a moment of solace. Because Christopher Plummer, Captain Von Trapp, passed away yesterday. So all the Sound of Music people, oh, Edelweiss. Edelweiss. <laughs> I watch that movie at least once a year. In Mark of the Fight, I watch that movie. <laughs> I pretend he's coming back to apologise. <laughs> okay, do you know what you gave for missions last year? No, you don't know. But you know what you pledged? I know a lot has happened since in 12 months, but you pledged 141k. So when COVID came, we told the people that we support that we'd probably have to cut back. The problem was that these people don't know the meaning of cut back. They just went into overdrive. They built more buildings, took on more orphans, launched more programs, planted more churches and gave more resource. I thought to myself, it's COVID. Like, use COVID as an excuse. I, that's what I did. I bought, would buy another pair of shoes and Mark would go, what's that? And I'd go, it's COVID. <laughs> Everything was COVID. Um... But you were like them. You kept giving. And all up last year, we gave 139K. The Kempfies just have to give their 2K, extra 2K, and we'll be right. Um, So well done. Oh, I can't even begin to express the gratitude that I have for you guys still giving through a year like last year. All right, I want to just lay a foundation for missions, a couple of things before we um, start. Uh, I want to read a story about honey that's found in Judges chapter 14. It's a story about Samson. Samson's walking with his parents. He's in love. And uh, as he's going to Timnah, a young lion comes out and attacks him. And the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him and he ripped it with his bare hands. Um, and then it says in Judges 14, sometime later, when he went back to marry her, he turned aside to look at the lion's carcass. And in it, he saw a swarm of bees and some honey. A few years ago, I preached a message on this story, it talks about no matter what season you're going through, no matter what carcasses come your way, there is honey there. God leaves honey and favour and healing in every season, but not everybody finds it. Samson had to turn, turn and go towards the carcass and find the honey. So you have to find the honey. But the thing that came to destroy, wanted to destroy Samson, in the end, brought healing Towards him. Interesting thing is that um, usually flies and maggots go into a carcass, but if it I read this, if it dehydrates very quickly, the maggots don't get flies and maggots don't get time to get into the carcass, and bees inhabit it. It's a bit like us. If we process the things that happen, the unfair things that happen in our world, our disappointments, our discouragement, the maggots don't time don't get time to get in there, and we get healed. Sweetness comes out of us. But if we don't heal and we don't process, we can stink. And everybody said, amen. Um, But the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, um, 
that the church, this story isn't just for us as individuals. It's for the church. He said the church is the honey. The Bible says in 1, in 1 Thessalonians that the world around us is living in darkness. But he says, it says this, Don't run away from the darkness, rather shine in it. You are all children of the light. God sent his son to a world to destroy the works of the enemy. He was one of us. He came to our imperfect, messy world. That's what Christ asked his church to do. The honey wasn't next to the carcass. It wasn't dripping on the carcass. Where was the honey? It was in the carcass. The Holy Spirit said to me, the church has to be in the world, but not of the world. The problem with the church is, the challenge for the church is two, two things. The church can go separate from the world and not go anywhere near the world, or it can become like the world. And if it does either of those things, it loses its effectiveness and fruitfulness. We've got to be like Christ. We've got to be in the carcass, in the darkness. Jesus was a friend of sinners, but not become like the world. Keep our distinctive. All right. Um, I want to read a scripture from Amos 5. It's challenging, but it's very good. It says this, God speaking, I can't stand your religious meetings. I'm fed up with your conferences and conventions. I want nothing to do with your religion projects, your pretentious slogans and goals. I'm sick of your fundraising schemes, your public relations and image making. I've had all I can take of your noisy ego music. When was the last time you sang to me? But this is what he says. Do you know what I want? What do you want, God? I want justice. I want oceans of it. I want fairness. I want rivers of it. That's what I want. That's all I want. The gospel is bigger than the church. The gospel is bigger than my salvation, your salvation. The gospel is bigger than the 8 o'clock service, bigger than Macquarie, bigger than a Sunday service. The gospel crosses all boundaries. So therefore, this church cannot be a church that focuses just on us. If we are a kingdom church, we will never focus just on us. We have to cross boundaries and reach the kingdom, reach nations globally, locally, and nationally. There are three themes of justice that flow through the Bible. The first one is this. The godly choose to live in such a way that the community is strengthened. There's a lot of, there can be a lot of confusion between social justice and biblical justice. That's why I put this up. You've got to know what biblical justice is. The godly choose to live in such a way that the community is strengthened. Second, everyone must be treated equally and with dignity. The same treatment for the foreigner as for the native born. Advocacy. We must have special concern for the poor, needy, and those unfairly treated. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. They're the three themes of justice that flow through the Bible. The Bible does not say speak up for the rich and powerful, not because they are less important, but because they don't need us to. The playing field is not level, and if we don't advocate for the poor, there will, be not, there will not be equality. Some groups of people can't protect themselves from mistreatment the way others can. That's why we have corporate mission to remind ourselves of biblical justice, to align with God's heart and to look outside 
our window. So thank you for being here. Some people, some people in our church don't come Mission Sunday. Thank you for being here, Sal Todd. Last week we talked about vision, our vision which is towards Christ. Our mission is how we get there and what we do corporately takes others towards Christ and that's what we're going to talk about today. Today you're going to see a list of everything we'd like to contribute to financially. This year it's coming under three headings. For lack of time, I'm only going to highlight a few. You're going to hear some personal stories and we, have, we operate with significant partnerships that we are in relationship with. This year we have changed things up. Our three statements used to be planning great grace churches, rescuing children and loving our community. But this was no longer defining what we do. And um, we have branched out into looking after widows. Where does that fit? Two years ago, we spent 20000 and we bought supplies for the hospital in northern Nigeria with Kent Hodge. Where does this fit? So we have divided into three words in our community, kingdom and nations. We might find little statements for them later, but we haven't yet. So first of all, kingdom. Kingdom is investing in people and projects that share the message of Christ. These are what we do with kingdom. We have Steve Blake, missionary, who is preaching here in two weeks. It'd be a great service to come to. We have Stephen Joseph, who uh, is a pastor and missionary in Sri Lanka. We help existing planters. Stephen Joseph in Sri Lanka, Kent Hodge in Nigeria, Willie Jumas, God help me to get all my words right today, Willie Jumas, with indigenous pastors, the Dissers in Sri Lanka. Shout out to the Dissers. They've just had a really challenging time, but we continue to support them. Uh, two churches in Israel and scripture. And stand up any of the scripture teachers here today. Stand up, Phil. I love our... Oh, look at them. I love our scripture teachers. Still the greatest harvest is under the ages of 18. Okay, right now you're going to hear from Matt Blake. He works with his dad, Steve, and uh, they, his ministry is called Liberty for the Nations and he's going to give us an update. Thanks, Matt. G'day, Macquarie. It's Matt Blake. I'm back again to give you just a really quick update on the work of Liberty People over the last 12 months and what a strange 12 months it has been. We probably don't need to hear any more about what's been going on. Of course, the world has kind of stopped for COVID. And honestly, in the last 12 months, it has meant that our work has slowed down in some areas, but it definitely hasn't ground to a halt and it hasn't stopped in any sense. Uh, we've still had a very fruitful 12 months. And I just want to tell you a little bit about that. Um, along with keeping up with our usual work in Vanuatu and in the Philippines and Europe and the Mediterranean, we've also been able to support Filipino people through the severe lockdowns that they've had there. We've helped with rebuilding in the Philippines after another major Category 4 typhoon in just early November called VEMCO. We've been able to set up new workplace training at our school in Vanuatu, with Macquarie's help actually. You generously helped us out with a bunch of tools for high school students to get themselves prepared for certification in construction and carpentry, which is a real opportunity for them in their context. And the whole school there, Life Changer Christian College, has been open over most of the last 12 months because there has been no COVID in Vanuatu, thank God. So we're still educating hundreds of children in poor communities in Vanuatu, 
Also, in the last year, you've helped us to invest in future ministry in the Pacific Islands of Kiribati, which is a beautiful new ministry opportunity that God's been leading us into, especially my dad, Steve, who many of you know. And we'll be jumping right into that as soon as the borders are open. And also, lastly, you've continued to support my parents as you've so faithfully done for such a long time, Steve and Helen Blake, who are really the engine behind all of our work. And for your faithfulness in all of this, we just want to say again, thank you. Thank you, thank you for that faithfulness and for that friendship. We at Liberty do almost all of our work in close friendship with people. And Macquarie Life, honestly, you are some of the closest we have anywhere. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And we're really looking forward to the new things that we can do in this new year. Hopefully new opportunities, I'm sure some new challenges. But in God, we always see something ahead on the horizon. And we can't wait to do that with you. So God bless you. Enjoy your Mission Sunday and see you soon. Thank you, Macquarie. Thanks, Matt. You will see him soon next Sunday night. He and Greg Watkinson, I've asked them to come and do a night on social justice and biblical justice. So that is going to be a great night next Sunday night, Valentine's Day. Who cares? <laughs> All right. Nations. Uh, is the next word. Nations is our church bringing hope to children, to the widows and the poor programs that bring hope to children, widows and poor. We have the Haynes Home Children's Home. We have Steve Blake's projects. We have Kent Hodge. Um, we have Christian, Christmas giving in Sri Lanka and Christmas giving in India. And I want to shine a spotlight on the Haynes Home and Kent Hodge's ministry. As a church, we are the sole supporters of the Haynes Home. Uh, it's located in Tirupattur in India. Every year we send a team. Hopefully we'll be able to send a team in 2022. Haynes Home have 58 kids and 12 staff. There's a few photos going up. Photo one. Recently we purchased a new car. They purchased a new car for the home which is going to help run errands, take children to appointments, medical care and distributing food. The great thing about the Haynes Home is now they don't just minister to, that, to their kids, they minister to the whole community. Um, photo two, during the, lockdowns, during the lockdowns, the home was able to provide food parcels to vulnerable families. Here you can see a photo of Pastor Jay delivering some of these parcels. Next one, the home delivered food parcels to every child from the home and their relatives, 70 window windows, widows, and vulnerable members of the community every month of the pandemic. Pastor Jay was told that many times these food parcels literally saved lives. Next photo, during COVID, the schools closed and the government had ordered all the kids to be sent away to relatives, distant relatives, and sometimes this was actually dangerous for our kids, but they had to go. For Christmas, the kids were all able to come home and celebrate with a meal. Here are the girls dancing in their new outfits that we bought for them, uh, which was purchased through Macquarie's Christmas giving. And the last photo is, about, is called a widow's mite, a photo of a widow's mite. It's a program that's run through the Haynes home and it supports around 70 wid widows in the local area. Here are some of the widows receiving their monthly, so every month they get a food parcel, and their brand new sari that you bought them, Emma. If you, had Chris, if you gave to Christmas giving, you bought them a Christmas gift. Um, now, Jess, stand up. Jess, looking beautiful. Jess is our representative for Haynes Home. She is 
does the most magnificent job and um, her heart is half in Australia and actually probably only third in Australia and two-thirds in Hainsham. She's going to be up in the free tea and coffee area. You can talk to her, ask any questions about Hainsham or if you'd like to sponsor a child. But right now we have a clip from the Hainsham. My name is Kritika. I am Thanks. And the Corona timeline and Vita Romba Panjamar Kade, Anna and Amma, she asked Lakaranga, Larry and Kilpananga, and Amma Romba, Vadam Diamirnanga, Asler, C. Perpi, Lame Kurtanga, Maka, Yunga, Yangal Kavum, played Pantra, Anglo, Pantra, Maka, Chicago, and Disolto, Anglo, and Lakaga, played Pansolto. ஆண்டவரே <laughs> இந்தியாவுல பயங்கரமான ஒரு கண்டிஷனான ஒரு சூழ்நிலை வேலை இல்லாத திண்டாட்டத்துல எங்க குடும்பங்கள் தற்கொலை செய்து கொண்டாங்க இந்த ஹாஸ்டல் குழந்தைகளுடைய பெற்றோர்களுக்கு நீங்க மாதா மாதம் செய்து வந்ததான உதவி நிமித்தமா அவங்க நல்லா சாப்பிட்டு சந்தோஷப்பட்டாங்க குழந்தைகளும் பெற்றோர்களும் நன்றி சொல்றாங்க எல்லாரும் எங்களுக்கு உதவி செய்தனால ரொம்ப நன்றி சொன்னாங்க மேலும் இந்த ஹாஸ்டல் ஸ்டாஃப்ங்களுக்கு வேலை இல்லனாலும் அவங்களுக்கு மாதம் மாதம் உதவி செய்து வந்தீங்க அதுக்காகவும் ரொம்ப நன்றி சொல்றோம் அவங்களும் உங்களுக்கு ரொம்ப நன்றி சொன்னாங்க ஆண்டவர் நாமம் மகிமைப்படுவதாக எல்லாருக்கும் நாமத்தினால எங்களுடைய வார்த்தைகளை சொல்றோம் இந்த கொரோனா டைம்ல நிறைய மலை நிமித்தமாக நிறைய ஆலயம் வந்து ரொம்ப பழுதடைந்து தண்ணி அப்படியே தேங்கி நின்றுட்டு இருந்துச்சு ஜெபிக்க முடியாம ரொம்ப கஷ்டப்பட்டு இந்த லாக்டவுனில் அதிகமாக ஜெபிக்க ஆரம்பித்தோம் அந்த நேரத்தில் ஆண்டவர் உங்களை கொண்டு ஒரு உதவியை நாங்கள் பெற்றுக்கொள்ள கத்தர் கருப செய்தார் அதோடு சபை மக்கள் எல்லாரும் சேர்ந்து இந்த ஆலயத்தை கட்ட இன்றைக்கு அதை நீங்கள் பார்த்தா நல்லாயிருக்கும் அந்த அளவுக்கு கடவுள் ஒரு அற்புதமான காரியத்தை உங்கள் மூலமாக செய்ததை நினச்சி எங்களை அந்த நன்றியை எங்களாருக்கு விவரிக்க முடியல பாஸ்டர் மார்க் ரோஸ் அவர்களுக்கும் ஐவன் டோனா அவர்களுக்கும் நாங்கள் ரொம்ப நன்றியை தெரிவித்துக் கொள்கிறோம் எங்கள் இந்திய தேசத்தில் இருக்கிற விதவைகள் எல்லாரும் நாங்கள் மாதம் மாதம் அந்த உதவி வாங்க போகும்போது வரும்போது விசாரிக்கும் போதெல்லாம் அழுது கொண்டு அவர்கள் நன்றியோடு உங்களுக்கு தேங்க்ஸ் சொல்கிறார்கள் 
இந்த சாப்பாடு சாப்பிடும் போதெல்லாம் அவங்க கத்தரை துதிக்கிறார்கள் ஒவ்வொரு நாளும் உங்களை நினைக்காத நாட்கள் இல்ல எல்லா இருக்கும் So that's Pastor Jay. We work with him. He's a great man of integrity and compassion and uh, we're the sole supporters of Haines Home. So um, thank you, church. And the last one I want to spo- uh, highlight is um, Christian Faith Ministries. Kent and Ruth Hodge founded Christian Faith Min- Ministries in northern Nigeria in 2007 They started with a Bible college, however, Boko Haram, a terrorist organization, targeted northern Nigeria as a strategic fighting ground. So lots of people left, but they decided to stay and respond to the crisis. And from there, Christian Faith Ministries has established all of the following. You can see it up there. I'm not going to say all of the things, but it's got an education arm, a charity and development arm. I can't speak highly enough of this couple and their ministry. They have over 230 Indigenous staff spread over more than 15 projects. Every week they feed 9,450 meals to their local community. During COVID, kids kept coming. They already have a crisis home, but they took in another 49 children, which brought the total to 297 children in their crisis homes. Kent just keep, kept saying, one more child. One more child. One more child. In Kent's words, all the children are displaced, homeless with their families, properties destroyed. All of these children have lost one or both parents in the conflict. Many lost siblings and grandparents. Of the children arriving, four have old gunshot wounds. You can see a photo up there of a young boy with a gunshot wound from previous attacks with, with significant damage to their small, frail bodies and during lockdown sexual violence increased all over northern Nigeria and Christian faith ministries don't know how to say no. So they organised a legal aid team to go into all the communities and speak and on behalf of these girls who've been um, sexually abused. Other photos here are, these are the boys making their own toys. and the kids learning at the vocational school. For me, rescuing children has a really special place in my heart. I have got an advocacy for kids, even when people tell me that kids can't run around the auditorium. I go, yes, they can. <laughs> um, and I hope Macquarie, I think, in heaven, I hope that we're... not remembered just for great worship and great people. I hope we're remembered like Kent Hodge. We just kept taking more kids, one more kid, one more kid, one more kid. Here's a beautiful quote by Kent, and then we're going to have a clip. There are those we do not understand and those who do not understand us. But we do not solve this by building walls. We do it by building longer tables and inviting others in that they may see the love of Christ. For it is by making the principles of Jesus' cross central to our lives that his kingdom comes. After this clip, Mindy is going to come. She's going to share on community. She's doing a phenomenal job with Macquarie Care. Not only is she a phenomenal person with phenomenal hair and a phenomenal singing voice, but she's doing a great job. So after this clip, Mindy, I'll get you to come up. 
Our hospital is located right on the border of the Bark and Ladi local government area. And this is a mainly rural region with hundreds of thousands of Christians whose lives have been devastated in recent years by Fulani conflict. One of the main aims of this hospital is to provide medical care for these people. It's one of the poorest regions uh, in the world and uh, vulnerable regions in the world for Christians. And uh, these people also suffer from one of the highest uh, HIV transmission rates from mothers to, to children and also one of the highest infection rates for hepatitis B. And so as we ex extend this hospital, uh, one of our main aims is to provide uh, HIV and hepatitis viral load monitoring and treatment for these people. They can't access this anywhere else. And uh, also x-ray facilities in this hospital. And we've had talks already with the local government of Barkenladi in how we can reach out into these regions once our hospital is built. And so this will help to save the lives of a lot of people that up till today have no access to proper medical care. We are the only hospital that has these provisions and, and the other provisions that we hope to get in the future. We plan to get in, in a couple of years' time. This room is our current small operating theatre. And these girls are all girls from our children's crisis care home who have had surgery in here. All of them lost their appendix. newest children in our children's crisis care home. They're all from Kaduna State. All of them lost family in the Fulani attacks in their state. But they are happy, enjoying. They're about to start school on Monday. All of these children on arrival uh, about a month ago were quite ill. Many of them had malaria. We had uh, quite a number with uh, hepatitis. But now everyone has received treatment. Um, so they are saying thank you for the help with this hospital so they can live uh, with good health. So are you ready, children? We're going to say thank you. You have to shout. Are you ready? Yes. Thank you. How beautiful. Do you feel really honoured to be part of that? Can you believe that we're part of making all of that happen? What we're going to do first, just to give our emotions a break, is I'm going to talk some practical stuff about finance so you understand how emissions giving works. Is that okay? Who needs that little break? Yeah, we do. We need a break. Okay. So we pay for all of our emissions projects out of three buckets. And this year, we've rearranged those buckets so that we can make our missions giving tax deductible. Isn't that good? So, the work that we do in the community and all the things we support in the nations has the potential to be deductible. But the things that we do that advance the kingdom, our missionaries, our church plants, you know what? The government doesn't want us to have tax relief for that. But not to worry, because we're going to fund that bucket with 10% of your church tithes. 
Now, we've actually always done that. The church has always honoured the principle of tithing itself. And when you tithe, we tithe on that tithe, and we always send 10% of your money to missions and church planting. But this year, the difference is we rearranged the buckets, isolated what's deductible from what's not deductible, rewrote our constitution in the process, and ta-da! your missions giving is deductible. So that's good news, isn't it? So we're actually trialling it this year. We're hoping that it all falls into place. Um, And yeah, so now let's talk about how to give. Next Sunday will be Valentine's Day. What a beautiful day to bring your offering. So we're actually going to take up a special offering next Sunday on the 14th. Um, There's this little form. We forgot to put them on your seats, so someone will be handing them out to you as you leave the auditorium today. On the back is a form that tells you how you're, you can put on the back how you're going to give. So put that in the offering bucket with your offering on the day. Uh, We don't actually hold you to the pledge or anything, but it helps us calculate how much we can afford to promise all of our projects for the year. So you can give on the day, you can set up regular giving, or you can pledge to give at any time in the future. Now, if you would like a tax deduction, we need your name at the time that you give. And if you're giving directly, it needs to go into a new bank account. The bank account details will be on the back of here. Okay? Is that good? Ready for more heartbeat? This is all about community. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighbourhood. And that's what we're doing. That's what God left us to do. He said, yeah, sure, have a banquet. Invite your friends, invite your neighbours, invite the rich people. Then he said, even better, go into the streets, invite the cripple, invite the lame. And that's what we do at Macquarie Care. We do that. The first thing that we do is our kindness projects. And these projects are really simple and they're just about extending a hand of kindness because we believe the promise in Romans that kindness will lead people towards Christ. So we take that on. We did our toy warehouse at Christmas, the Christmas hampers, a maintenance team, benevolent relief fund. The new thing this year is bags of dignity that we're taking on. When somebody leaves prison, they usually just leave in their prison clothes. No one's there to meet them. They just have a plastic bag with a few of their possessions and they jump on public transport. So what we're doing is we're having a chaplain meet them as they leave prison. We're giving them a bag and it's going to have fresh clothes and toiletries and a few bits and pieces. And it will let them know that someone is believing in their future as they walk out of there. So that's just one of our new kindness projects. A couple of pictures for you. We gave out 180 hampers. And that was for Christmas. We also did 130 gifts to the nursing home residents. And we had a toy warehouse at Christmas and gave over 300 toys out to children in need. Awesome. Okay. The next thing, stream of things that we do is our backyard. And our backyard are all the things that focus on homelessness and its associated issues. There is actually a seven to 10 year waiting list for social housing in the Hunter. That just feels like a hopeless situation. And actually, if you want a small house, like a two bedroomer in this region, it's more than 10 years to wait for social housing for those small ones, which is actually the ones that are in most demand for the people that we see. In our backyard, we've got the pro- our backyard program itself, Car to Home, which I'll explain in a moment, fortnightly community breakfast, work development orders, 
So you all know the Our Backyard program by now. It's run for more than five years. And we allow people to sleep in their car, in our car park. And we provide them with a kitchen, a shower and a toilet. This year we also added a caseworker who can work with them and just push them along a bit more through what their challenges are. And they stay for about four weeks. They can't stay indefinitely. There's a short period of time in which they can stay. Some people, there's actually not much that we can do for them. But other people have incredible potential to transform, but the infrastructure was not quite there for us to make that happen. What we found was that people who are in a state of homelessness, the state of homelessness itself becomes another barrier for them. Homelessness perpetuates their depression, makes worse any mental issues that they have, mental health-wise, and, you know, any drug and alcohol dependencies actually are worsened by their state of homelessness. So studies show that the best way to really help them is to get them in a home, help them feel secure, and give them accountability for a 12-month period. So that's what we decided to do. So what we did was we created a new program. We've, we are looking for property investors who have got small properties that they're happy to rent out at an affordable rate to one of our guests. And over the four weeks that they're in our backyard, we can identify the ones that really have potential to engage and transform. And we find houses for them. They have a rental agreement. They also have a legal support agreement with us where they agree to meet with our caseworker once a week who walks them over a 12-month period through their obstacles. So that's our exciting new project. And what I actually want to do is show you a video in a moment of our first car to home guest who we found a home for. She's a beautiful woman. I can't tell you her story and her obstacles, but what I will say is that she did lose uh, many shifts during COVID. She couldn't pay her rent. She suddenly found herself homeless. She'd been sleeping in her car for about four weeks. And you, Macquarie, put her into a home. Thank you very much. I'm so happy. I not expect uh, like this one. It's just, you know, thank you. God bless you. God bless you, Macquarie. The next stream is our community programs. And our community programs are where we're a little heart and we go out there into the community. This was a bit more difficult for us last year. Uh, but our school chaplains were still in the schools. The doors were still open. So many things shut down. So we have community chaplains. We have run the National School Chaplaincy Program. We've launched Hello Hunter last year, which Roz briefly explained last week. It's like Lifeline. And only we're actually able to pray with them and share the hope of Jesus. And then we run things like Shine and Strength courses in the schools. The next group of things we do is our community hub stream. And this is where the community comes here and we get to share our beautiful building with them. Last year, we birthed Manor House, which you've probably heard of. It's a food distribution program, runs twice a week on a Thursday and a Tuesday from 2 to 4 o'clock. It's a beautiful ministry. And I'm going to show this to you. They had a Christmas party. Manor House had a community Christmas party. And they gave away, um, they had giveaways and sausage sizzle and things like that. And we did art therapy with Miriam Haynes. And together, we made this beautiful lighthouse. And I like the lighthouse because it shows the light that Macquarie is and that its programs are and that you are. But also, all those beautiful hands, handprints on there are a mixture of Macquarie hands and community hands all together. Lovely. I love it. 
So we also have a community fridge, which is located outside the hall, and it's actually got food in it seven days a week, so anytime someone's hungry, you can send them there. The Seniors Cafe, we have a community play group. It's a rock for our families, support groups. Also, Crew is a creative arts program for kids. It's eligible for government funding, so the community can actually come for free and not have to pay through the Creative Kids vouchers. And also, I love this segue in that Macquarie Crew. In their arts group, they made cards for the people that were in the aged care facilities. So we partnered together. All the kids made beautiful cards and told those people who were locked up in COVID isolation that somebody loves them. It's beautiful. All right, a couple of pictures of Manor House. Last year, we served 2,500 food packages, which reached 7,000 mouths. And the second picture is our Manor House Christmas party. You can see the sausage sizzle. You can see us doing our little painting there at the lighthouse. All right, the last stream is community engagement. And these are activities where you get to put on a Macquarie T-shirt and get out there where the community is and serve with the community, usually alongside the community. They're the things we're committing to this year. NADOC, Hunter Homeless, City Serve, Seniors Christmas Concept. None of these were on last year. So let's hope they go forward this year. And here's a picture of some of the gifts we gave out to the nursing homes, 130 beautiful gifts. And we gave them out during the COVID lockdown just to bring a bit of cheer and delight to those people who were trapped in there. So our word for the year is hope. I just think it's such a beautiful thing, not only for our lives, but something that we have the honour of giving. What beautiful hope can we bring to someone than to feed them if they're hungry? than to give them shelter if they're homeless and to encourage them, give them courage. Um, So I'm going to finish with a thank you poem from a young woman. She wrote this poem for you. She was staying at our backyard and during that journey she actually found Christ again as well. We actually have a lot of women over the age of 55 homeless, sadly, um, for for different reasons. It's It's a demographic that we have a lot of. And she wrote you this poem. I'm going to finish with this. As I drove toward the hill, I found a sense of peace and I realised that others were struggling just like me. Our reasons may be different, but one thing was the same. Displacement was our journey, of which, which we all did gain. When I awoke the next day and wondered why I'd slept so sound, I peeked out from my car window and this is what I found. Our backyard earthly soldiers with their boots on holy ground. Blessed are these people employed by God and profound. Thank you, Macquarie Life Church. Thank you, Mindy, and all the Macquarie Care team. Uh, You're just absolute legends. I love you so much. You work so hard hundreds of volunteer hours and um, just really Macquarie Care's emerged through COVID. So how amazing is that, what God is doing? Um, so we'll take up our offering next week. Just pray and ask God what to give. I encourage you to give something, even if it's only $5. If you give $5, you're part of the vision, you're part of our mission, you're making a difference to the kids in Nigeria, to our backyard. But that's how Mark and I always do it. We just pray and God lays a sum on our heart. Our natural 
our natural drift is to focus on ourselves. Mark and I have been waiting 14 years to get a print in our rumpus room. We never got around to it. Last Friday, we finally saw one and brought it home two days ago. We brought it home in the trailer. I don't know why we brought it home in the trailer. Mark kind of threw a blanket over it. And when we got home, all the glass was smashed. And we had to get rid of the glass, and now the painting looks a little bit weird. And Mark said, are you upset? But, you know, that day I had read about Kent Hodges' kids losing everything, and I saw the billiard table, and I got perspective. When something smashes in your life, you need to get perspective. You need to look out and focus on others and get perspective. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit macroylifechurch.com.au.